Welcome to a new episode and recording of Doctrine and Doxology. We are glad, as always, that you're here with us. I am Skylar Spradlin, here with Late for Dinner. Late for Dinner, Larry Jones. Late for Dinner. You said, don't call me late for dinner, and I had to. I know. I said, you can call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner. And that is your name. So that's what I picked up. It's actually, good to be here. Actually, you're not ever late for dinner, it's are you? It's a very nice day. Have you ever missed a meal? I, sure. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't log those down, so I don't have a record of it. But yeah, so I've missed a few. Uh, I log it down. It's that traumatic to me. I missed today's lunch. Oh, did you? Yeah. Had marshmallows or? No. That's breakfast. That's breakfast. <laughs> no, I had toast today for breakfast. Well, good. Usually don't have anything. I had trouble going to sleep last night. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I don't think we want to talk about that. No, but we probably don't. Yeah, traumatic experience. Yeah, we had a church member in supreme difficulty. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyways, <coughs> I did sleep in as much as I could. Yeah, I kind of did. And then my wife texted me, sent me a text, texted me, and uh, so I got up and responded to her quiz, her query, her questions. I'm just seeing how far you take it. I'm going to shut up before I get in trouble. Well, that's, that's a wise man right I there. i tell you what, I've just learned a few things in all these 100 years and so <laughs> Um, today we continue through our, it's really kind of this, this subject of salvation broken yes, down is. into yeah. various doctrines. And we've talked about the doctrine of election and kind of in that predestination, uh, we've talked about the gospel call Yeah. Yep. and today we are moving into the subject of regeneration, 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 re meaning again. Yes, but not really. I mean, I mean that's. I'm familiar with the term. Uh, used it was used at the workplace where I used to work, and it it was amount of it was a, what it amounted to was regenerating, uh, rosin beads, and what? you don't want to go through all that. But uh, as they absorbed things, they got dirty and filthy, and then you had to refresh them. Why don't you tell people where you worked? Maybe there's a little frame of oh, reference. I worked at an electrical power station. Yeah. And we made uh, electricity, very, very pure water. And the regeneration process was in the purification of the water. Why'd you make pure water? For the boilers. Any impurities in boiler water, those little particles adhere to uh-huh. the tubes inside the boiler, which creates an insulation which creates a hot spot, which eventually creates into a tube leak. Yeah. Pure water. So you made pure water to then put in a boiler that ultimately made electricity. It produced steam, which turned a turbine, which turned a generator, which made electrical power. And we don't have to go any further. On this subject, you regenerated regenerated the water. Yes. The the beads, the filters. I don't think that's what's meant here. Okay. 
But re in front of something kind of leans to make it new again. Yes. Which is kind of not what we mean. Okay. And kind of, yes, what we mean. Oh, okay. It's not what we mean when we say regeneration because we're born in iniquity. Yes, that's true. But there's this sense in which God, when he regenerates us, is beginning to make us like we were supposed to be in the garden without sin. Oh, I see. Kind of like Adam and Eve before they ate of the fruit. Yeah, I think I think it carries this longer kind of grander plan of God to bring everything right. back to that state of creation. Yeah, you mentioned it the other day, and I was... Uh, I was kind of, I was believing you. I'm thinking, okay, he knows what he's talking about. About what? Regeneration. Mm. You said, because we were talking at that time about kind of like free will. Yes. And and you were saying before you can repent and believe, you have to be regenerated. Yes, that's what I, and, I believe. And I accepted it, but also I wanted to see it biblically. Okay. I mean, I trust you. Don't get me wrong. I trust you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, but when you say something, I want to have evidence. Ooh, we oui, we. Oui. I want to know France, where, huh? where can I find that in? Parlez-vous français? La Biblia. Well, now we're into what? Is it Latin, Spanish? Oh, that was Spanish. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to know in the Bible where I could find this information. So I did a little searching and. And now we're actually in the subject itself, and uh, there's some scriptures in here that uh, verify your comment. Like what? Oh, we're going all the way there. Did you write them down? Oh, they're in. They're in the book. They're here on page a whole bunch after the start. Did you get them from the Bible or from the book? The book quoted the Bible. Hmm. How and does I, the book I at least trust that he didn't? change anything how does the book define regeneration regeneration that's a good way to start definition regeneration is a secret act of god in which he imparts new spiritual life to us Mm. this is sometimes called being born again Mm -hmm. john three yes it is why is that it he well, done? he does say, he goes on to say a whole lot about it. He says, in the work of regeneration, we play no active role at all. It is totally a work of God. Mm-hmm. And we've already kind of said that. Mm-hmm. I think we have said that. you got to use the microphone, though, when you read. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when we, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, This is okay. funny. This is when <laughs> is I wish funny. it was recorded. Oh, yeah, I video. wish y'all could see this. Yeah. Trying to I'm dodge trying to look the through my bifocal lenses with a microphone right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, we see this, for example, when John talks about those whom Christ gave power to become children of God. They were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Mm, John that's a 1, powerful 13. verse. It is. And it kind of puts it in order. Okay. Why does he call it a secret act? Because there's no evidence Really? That. Not until, yeah, faith is the evidence. So there is evidence. But when this happens in the 
inner soul of a man or woman. Why are you rubbing your belly? Uh, that's where it's <laughs> Is at. Is that where your soul's at? It's pretty close. Mm. I covered a bigger area, so I know I got it covered. You did cover a big area yeah. rubbing that belly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, when, when God regenerates a person, it's not immediately evident until faith and repentance follow soon after. Sometimes seconds after. Okay, that would be immediate. Immediate is at the same time, nanosecond. Which I I think is what well, happens. And he went on to say that some people uh, get this regeneration and the evidence comes later, hmm. kind of gradually. Hmm. Hmm. I could read that part when we get there, if you want. Well, yeah, I'd like to hear his thoughts on it, but I, I tend to think more mysterious instead of secret. Instead of a secret work of God, a mysterious work Come of God. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Uh, you are a worship pastor. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I don't think it's secret in the sense that it's hidden, it it is worked on the inside, and so it's not yes. readily like visible or n- maybe noticeable. Certainly not when it happens. That's John three about being born again. The wind right. comes and goes, and you don't know anything about that, and all those sorts of things. But um, I don't know that I would say secret as in like hidden, as I might would say mysterious as in not exactly sure when how. God does those things. In other words, he did it in secret. No. <laughs> Can I read Ezekiel? He does it mysteriously, not secretly. He did uh he did uh <coughs> quote from Ezekiel thirty six, twenty six and twenty seven. Yes, a uh, uh, prophecy of the new covenant. I'm tracking with you. Okay, he says Let me change my book position here. A new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I will take mm-hmm. out your out your flesh, the heart of stone, and give you a heart of... I will take out of your flesh the Here. heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Yeah, new heart. Are you checking in your Bible spirit. to see well, if what I said was right? No, I'm just saying he's. Re- you're reading from a different translation different than what we're both used to reading. Translation. Okay. What verses did he quote? Verse 26 and 27. All right. Sh- should, I, should I read like you? Bobbing your head around the microphone? You don't have to because you're holding up high. Yeah. Go ahead. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. Sounds familiar. Yeah. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Okay, exactly what I said, almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm multilingual, you know. You're something lingual for sure. <laughs> Multi-translation, maybe that's me. Um. Yeah, so new heart. As long as it says the same thing. New heart, new spirit. Yeah. That is the work of God. And that's God working in the the soul of a person uh, actually before repentance and faith happen. But, but see, I, I still wouldn't say that's a secret. I mean, 
when that happens, the, the person, though they may not even be able to articulate it, is aware that they're alive. Well, yeah, you're born again. You wear your, but you know. So there's a change. I have a, a acquaintance. Do you know uh, a lady from uh, from a foreign land came over and was attending school here, and uh, foreign land, foreign land, and this lady, uh, I was worried about her salvation. We all were. We were praying for her mm. to get saved, and it was the Sunday before she left on Friday to go back home. And I, I just had to bring it to a point. And so I asked her, who is Jesus to you? And she said, he's my Savior. And I went, wow. When did you? When did this realization come upon you? And she said, well, last Monday at Forge at the BCM, while I was singing, I realized I mean every word I'm saying. Is this recent? It was two years ago. Oh. I thought you were talking about the... In my life, it's recent. I thought you were talking about the one we just recently were no, sharing with. No, it's a different one. This one was from a- Asia. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I, I could say South yeah. Korea. Okay. Because that's where she was from. Well, you just did, so... So I'm not going to say that unless I'm not supposed to. You just said it. <laughs> okay. Okay, forget that. Oh, my goodness. You didn't even turn your phone on silent. This is just ascending into mass chaos. It's a circus. So why were you telling that story? I was telling that story. Because there was immediate realization. Wasn't, she didn't know that she had been quickened. I, I mean, she did. She realized. She realized she had been quickened, but she didn't know when it happened. And she trusted. And in that moment, she was awakened to see Jesus and love Jesus and right, right. and realize Jesus is her savior. That's true. So, I mean, how long can a person who's been dead go I don't before know, they maybe realize she they're was alive? quick in the Sunday before. Mm. I just like the term mystery better. It's such a mystery. I don't think it's a secret. I mean, God God doesn't want it to be a secret. And so I think no, he, he mysteriously not. puts this new heart and new spirit okay, within us. Okay, we can use that word if you wish. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't write big books, so maybe I'm you wrong. You should write a couple. I think you would do good. Well, in fact, uh, on page 701, Grudem says, exactly what happens in regeneration is a mystery to us. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. We know that somehow we were spiritually dead, as in Ephesians 2.1, and have been made alive to God, and in a very real sense, we have been born again, John 3. Well, I mean, like, we know some things about it. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it's a good one. Yes. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. That's a good verse. We we know that we're made alive by God's initiation and work and will. Yes, we yes. we know that we're made alive by the Spirit of God. 
that absolutely he regenerates and indwells us. Yes, he does. But how exactly he does that, whether he does that by declaration or, you know, some of those nuanced, intricate moments, just those little, little bitty instances. Yeah, there, there, there's not a chapter and verse spelling out. This is how one is step-by-step step regenerated spiritually. It's a mystery. From God's perspective. That's what you're saying? Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> so it's a mystery. So what I'm saying is, and I think what we're trying to get at is, God does this regenerating work, and it's done first in the sequence of salvation. That is true. And without it, we have no faith nor ability to know God, see God, sure. believe in God. We can't believe in God on our own whimsical will. We can't say, okay, I've had all the fun I'm going to have. Now I'm going to get saved. That's not our call. Yeah. like God pe- has to call us. Like people who say, I'll, I'll just wait and get saved. Yeah, I'll wait till later. I'm on my deathbed or something. Then, yeah. I'll, then I'll get saved. Yeah. I, I, I did share the gospel with a young man once in the, and it came right down to the moment. I said, "Do you is this something you want in your life? Do you want God in your life?" And he said, "Well, not right now because I'm still enjoying my sin." Yeah. How sad. Yeah. That's that's thinking you make your your sin your idol. That's thinking that salvation is under our control. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just it's not, and so. Um, when you realize you have to be regenerated, uh, that that changes things. Hmm. So I I want to say I just want to point out like that means we we have to cry out to God. Yes. To to cause us to be born again to to regenerate us. And we, and that's what we have to pray for others. We're not praying for them to be good people or. This, that, or the other. We're asking God to take dead people and make them alive. People. Alive. Yes. In fact, when talking about last night, uh, just recently praying and expressing thanks to God for the brother that we know yes. who is actually tangibly tasting that reality, going yes. from death to life. Yes. Entering into the river of death. Yes. But it takes them to life. Yeah. And that's that's what regeneration's doing just in a spiritual way in our souls. Right. Before we physically do it. Well, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. That's John six forty four. So there has to be that initial drawing from God that it that quickening of the spirit before we can uh, give our lives to Christ or however you want to call it, uh, become a believer. I just, I just remind people that, Hey, where do you think salvation originates? Does it originate in you or outside of you? That has to be inside. I think it originates outside of you. There you go. I knew you was going to do the opposite answer. Whatever I gave. (laughs) I, w- uh, salvation is external to you until it happens inside of until us. God puts it in. 
Yeah, it doesn't originate in us. I misunderstood the question. It doesn't start inside of us. It's put into us by an external God, source, which by is external. God. Yeah. Okay. I and know so that. that's what regeneration is. It's this external working of God that's taking place inside of us in our hearts, not because of our own ability or right, merits, right. but because God set his love on us. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made made us alive alive. together with Christ. Paul also says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. That's Colossians 2.13. You're just going to read. How do you know I'm not doing this by memory? Because I can see you dodging the mic trying to get the words. <laughs> I, just, I just want to to let people outside know, because I at one time didn't have that realization. And I want them to realize this is what the Bible says. It's not made up. It's not our opinion. Uh, this is something God said in his word. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's that's why I believe it. Yeah. Not necessarily because you said it. Right. Uh, but because I found scripture that verify what you were saying. Well, I said it because I believe that's what the Bible says. Well, you said it because you've already read the Bible, so. Well, you too, but it's just coming to Sometimes a your eyes are opened every time when you read the word. Yeah, know, absolutely. To different things. Absolutely. Yeah, when we're talking about salvation, this is fundamentally what we're talking about regeneration that god has caused us to be born again we're new creatures we've gone from death to life so it's not moral improvement self-improvement anything like that we're talking about a miraculous work in which god takes a dead soul and makes it a living soul yes so it's so much more than just Decision making, being a good person, sure. those sorts of things. And we do know that a a live soul is a better person than a dead soul. Well, yeah. I mean, those are all products of it. Yes. But it starts fundamentally with God's working in and upon us. Right. Not of our own doing. True. How are we doing? Well, I mean, we're done. That's all I have to say. and We're out of time. I do have a closing paragraph. Well, you've read almost the whole chapter. Go for it. I think I should. Well, when I was... I can't find that. can't get the page to turn. And you still have to use your microphone. They can't hear you. Okay. I'm back. I didn't go very far, but you probably couldn't hear me. Genuine love for God and his people. This is kind of a summary statement for Grudem. Genuine love for God and his people heartfelt obedience to his commands, and Christ-like character traits that Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit, demonstrated consistently over a period of time in a person's life, simply cannot be produced by Satan, by the natural man or woman, working in his or her own strength. This can only come about by the Spirit of God working within and giving us new life. Yes. Yes, I thought that was a good closing statement, so I thought it would be good to read. Well, our salvation is in God's hands entirely because we can't make ourselves alive. We that can't is cause our new birth. Um, but God can and God does. Praise the Lord for that. Yes. And so 
I think it was John Piper, and they somebody asked him in an interview once, how how do you know you're saved? And he said, I'm alive. <laughs> it's like asking a person, yeah. how do you know you were born? I'm alive. Yeah. Uh, and that's what God does Good in thought. salvation. Uh, wow. Do we give the promo? I mean, the same one we give at the end of every episode. What is that? Go to doctrinedoxology.com. Oh, yeah, please do that. I would give it, but I can't remember all those words. Well, I just feel like a broken record, really. I think I've said it so many times. But we do want people to contact us because... Really, we want people to look up the pastor's cohort, which isn't just for pastors. It's for church leaders. Yes, yes. Uh, and enroll. It's free books. And we're making some changes. Make it, I'm, I'm making some changes Are to that really? program. Yeah. Instead of an 18-month commitment, it's going to be a 12-month commitment. Still the same number of books, though. 18 books. Oh, does that mean they have to read them quicker? No. And, oh, we have to get and, to them quicker. And maybe even more books than that, because there's some uh, some neat things coming, uh, potentially coming with other publishers. Uh, anyways, free books, 12-month commitment, and instead of writing papers, uh, we're going to meet on Zoom uh, a couple of times through that year and interact and encourage one another. That'd be and, fun. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a better, more streamlined, more helpful way of doing things. So Cool. Yeah. Anyways, check that out. And that way you can get firsthand feedback, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so um, we want people to enroll in that. We want people to donate to that. Anyways, all of that can be found at doctrinedoxology.com. That's wonderful. Yes. I'm out of here, man. I'm done. Okay. Well, let me pray pray us out of here, and uh, thank you for listening. Father, we come to you now uh, eternally grateful for the work you did in our hearts, changing our lives, making us alive from dead, uh, giving us life. Uh, I think of the contrasts in your word where you talk about light and darkness and life and dead, and I just thank you so much that you brought us into the light and that you brought us from death to life and that that life is eternal. Uh, I recently had a friend who passed, Lord, and uh, I know that as soon as he did, he's in your presence. So what a joy it is. And we look forward to the day that we're in your presence as well. So please uh, guide us through this life, help us to uh, share your good gospel message with the lost, quicken their hearts, uh, save their souls. Thank you again for loving us. Help us to be uh, soul winners. Help us to be uh, those who just proclaim your goodness. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.